It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh my God, what have you done to your face? Nothing. Well, you went to the bathroom and you came back and now you look like this. What's going I on? I have shaved. You haven't, though, have you? You look like... Burr Reynolds! You look like the dude on the front of a tequila bottle. Robert Redford in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance <laughs> Kid. No? Can I be Paul The Newman? dude on a what? You look like a dude on the front of a tequila bottle. You look like a desperado. Oh, I see. Muchachos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Si, si, very good. Si. Um, what are you saying? Do I look Spanish? Well, you, no, I'm just... you always look basically a Should bit... I have left the sideburn? Listen, I, it's November. Oh, yes. Well, I forget what November is, but someone said it was November. Um, Don't know what November is. It's like bollock cancer or something, is it? It is, raising awareness of testicular cancer. But my awareness, for example, of bowel cancer is very high. Bowel cancer is a big thing. I sent my shit off in the post. No, no, no. But that... Okay, you need to rewind... <laughs> I'm sorry, I went not just randomly to people. You said your know. shit in the post. To I'm not who? a lot. Um, I remember when I was working at the Times on the desk um, in Public Agenda and Career, RIP. Um, people used to send us shit all the time. It was quite weird. No, no. What? I had to. We, we used to get. I got more than once a bog roll covered in feces. And as I opened the post, now people just do that online. Yes, I sent my poo in the post because, and this is actually in the paper. It is in the paper Not today, Giles yeah. Corrin sends shit in post. No. Um, because of the raising of bowel cancer awareness, the NHS has been doing a bowel cancer thing, and they sent me the thing to send your shit back in the post. And you crack it open, there's a tube with some liquid and a little thing. It's specific, and it tells you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And it says, put the poo in the tube, and it put brackets, not too much, exclamation <laughs> mark. And I thought, these people sitting there, and their job is processing all the shit that's been posted to them. What they, they don't ask for. They, they said, we don't need very much. It's like they just need like a smidge, just just a just a smear of poo, because they're going to look if there's blood fragments. You know, it's is that, that what they're looking for? It's basically if there is a bit of blood. But obviously, if you're of a certain age and you with a tendency to the occasional roid, yeah, uh, there's a you can you could be jack flagging, you know, with with a completely healthy bowel, uh, and that's one of the key things. It's like. If you've got a bit of blood, mm-hmm. is it from... I remember going to my GP about five... We'll get onto the news in a minute. Uh, and um, and I had little, it was the first time there was a little bit of blood on the, mm-hmm. on the old Andrex. Uh, and, um, and I said, I, I read in... I googled it and it said, you know, like, if it's, if it's a hemorrhoid, then there's one thing. But if, I mean, it could be bowel cancer. And he said, no, it's, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll just be a little hemorrhoid. I said, do you want to have a look? He said, no, it'll just be... <laughs> 
it was like quarter past, quarter past four in the afternoon. He was drinking a cup of tea. He had a hobnob going. Do we have a look? No, 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 Stephanie, no, no, don't worry, Giles. Don't worry. That'll no. be that'll be a hemorrhoid. No, thank you. It's fine. Giles just I desperate take, to show his bum to anyone. I do not need you to bend over and take yourself inside no. out. <laughs> How did we get here? My moustache. You asked about my moustache. November. Yes, exactly. Well, testicular cancer is trying to raise awareness so that men check their their balls. They want men... to try and encourage men to play with their balls more. Well, to to it, but with intent. Um, you know, like for a, for a reason, not just kind of do whatever it is that you do with them, but actually to check for. Yeah, well, it's really responsible for us to have brought this up. To raise And I'd just like to say to our listeners, if any of the issues that have been raised so far do affect you, then please um, feel free to fiddle with your ghoulies during this next section. Which is going to be about superhero fatigue. Mm, Later. later. Cameron. Oh, yeah, Cameron. I was, I mean, I was pleased to see the old man back. Me too. The thing is that Cameron leaving... And the, two, the things weren't linked, but Cameron leaving did usher in a really gloomy uh, period in world history. We are big fans of Dave, and I would consider him a friend. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was him leaving ushered it in. I think David ushered the shit in and then left. It's the, it's the way around that it happened. I mean, it's Dave, Dave, I mean, I thought he was a decent prime minister. I liked the collegiate stuff, the uh, the alliance with the with the Lib Dems. I we, we are British. We like we like centrist government. We don't want extremists. We don't want Braverman and we don't want Corbyn. We want something centrist, whether we're right or left. Really, I'm a one nation Tory. I like a broad Tory alliance of. No groups. one wants no one wants any extremists anywhere. And I want a little bit of low taxation, but I want education and and and, and health paid for and. And I want, in the one nation sense, I want a paternalistic view of the poor. I want them looked after. If you're Labour, yeah, you want a bit higher taxation, more public spending. But you don't want extremism. Do you remember his hug a hoodie campaign? I'm not saying he wasn't a penis. No, no. I'm just saying he stood for good things. I, I, I agree with you. Was it really hug a hoodie? Did he say that or did they, a, did they call it that? I know, I think he did say hug a hoodie. He, did, he had a, a sort of alliance with Camilla Batmangeli when she was still in charge of Kinter Company. She's not anymore. But her thing is all, you know, these children are traumatised, but that's a separate subject. Anyway, but David I coming do back. Think, I, think that, I think that David Cameron coming back, does he, he does represent a time before... Brexit, no, Trump, he, COVID, what? He does, but he did it. That's the only thing is... He didn't do Trump and COVID and, 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 and Gaza, did he? You're right, he represents that, but he did, he did sort of start the, the bad karma a bit. I do think everybody forgets that, that before all of these other terrible things came along to make a mess of everything, the, the, the shall we stay in the EU or not was a really, really big deal in the Conservative Party. And in order... David Cameron knows a thing that not a lot of leaders of political parties know, which is that your job is to keep everybody together. And he saw that he... He failed in the most magnificent way. No, but he, but, it re, but it really wasn't his fault. He was trying to keep his party together. And in trying to keep his party together, he wanted to be like, right, let's... This is what Keir Starmer is doing now with the ceasefire, the Israeli-Gaza ceasefire thing. He, he is drawing a line and he is going, no, we are all together on this and we are not going to call for a ceasefire. And if anyone votes for a ceasefire, you're out. Because he knows that this is an issue that is going to split his party in half and he knows that he needs to keep his party together. He has chosen quite the hill to die on. But it's interesting. But you know, you, I, 
I, I'm not I'm not some massive great big David Cameron fan, but I just feel that he's really been punished. The whole of the ills of all the world have just been dumped on his head because he was just trying to keep his party. Everybody forgets what a toxic issue membership of the EU was back then. Later on The Rest is Politics, we will be discussing what we could have done if we were only still in power. Somebody's got to be sensible, and it's obviously not I think you. you're too much of a fan of David. Uh, I, he, he, he fucked it royally. But he's a really great man, and, and, and good fun, and nice, and well-meaning, and he's got lots of experience. And yes, when I saw him walking down Downing Street towards the front door, I could imagine him going, Hello. <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs> Daddy, yeah, it was something nice. It was just, it was just, it was just great. And you need someone on on on, on, on um, you need someone on the world stage. And look, we've talked on this podcast before about are we ever going to get to checkers? Uh, <laughs> and it maybe maybe this will get us maybe this will get us to evening. I fear even if one of our children became prime minister, we would not get invited to any of the main. Sorry, Dad. Political highs. Oh, sorry, you're just so embarrassing. <laughs> and Mum's boring. She'll go to bed at eight thirty. Um, I wonder, I wonder, Okay. I did wonder about, uh, so I was <laughs> saying to you that like, in any resignation letter, mm. the, the MPs or whatever, they're always writing these sort of bombshell resignation, they're saving things up for their, I'm going to put it in my resignation letter. And everyone's going on about Suella's resignation letter, and I just couldn't get past the second paragraph. But then you were on the radio this morning going, oh, it's a, mar- it's a marvellous letter, she's marvellous, it's a terrifying, wonderful Jeez, letter. It is fucking great, but, she's absolutely, and it's like she's the mum or the daddy, whichever you like, and mm-hmm. he's the little baby. Her letters, you made these undertakings, you're a bit like Sam's teacher I was we were talking about this morning, that particular, his geography teacher, who's very, very strict and like gave Sam all kinds of hell for behavioural issues, but then huge applause this morning for some geography work. Um, and uh, and she's sort of very, Sue Ellis strikes me a little bit like that. Very, very strict, very, very, very stern, Praise where it's due, massive telling off. And the way we used to quiver when, when Sam's geography teacher would like oh tell him off. Oh my God, telling off. Yeah, she, she was so fucking wonderfully sort of strict and, and terrifying and articulate about it. And Suella, in this moment, I, she's shat on him. She's ended him. I mean, it's pathetic. you made these four undertakings, you failed to do them. I can't tell whether it's because you're thick or a pussy. <laughs> uh, and I just think like, whoa, shit. I mean, that's going to, whether that, you know... Uh, Ter- maybe terrifying. you should have written it. I was wondering. I was wondering about. I was just wondering something along the lines of your resignation letter. Well, yes, yes, yes. But yes. from where and why and what and how are you going to do it without actually? And you wouldn't want the editor of the Times to take it wrong. No, exactly. You wouldn't want to take any anyone to take it in the, the wrong way. I did think way. that the length. The, it looked to me that that resignation letter looked to me like about nine hundred words. Mm. It looked like ooh, could you pastiche it in some way? What have you got? Where's the letter? It's today's Times, right? Uh, no, so so that's there. No, it's more. It's 1,500 words, that, I would say. That letter. Dear Prime Minister, thank you for your phone call yesterday morning in which you asked me to leave the government. <laughs> so it's like, dear Mr Gallagher, thank you for your phone call yesterday in which you asked me to leave the Times. Yeah. Well, disappointing, this is for the best. And then it's like, it's been my privilege to serve the theatre, but wait, I'm proud of what we've achieved. She then lays out the things that she's done. It's all very me, 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 me. And then she gets into the second thing. You have manifestly and repeatedly failed to deliver on every single one of these key policies. Either your distinctive style of government means means you sorry, either your distinctive style of government means you are incapable of doing so, or as I must surely conclude now, you never had any intention of keeping your promises. I mean, yeah, a fucking rip. Anyway, yes, one could I could do a homage to Suella's letter 
in a similar... But how do you do it without actually I could resign from a variety of things. Okay, so what could you resign from that's annoying? You could resign from... And it might be good funny things that you can't actually resign from. Like, I'm resigning from my mortgage. Yes. Does that work? I'm resigning from... Dear Barclays. ...being... I don't want to say a Jew because that's that's a bit all a bit. Thick. I'm resigning from being a man. I'm resigning from being. Oh yes, yeah, so they're shirking all responsibilities, dear yeah. Esther. Yes, I'm resigning. Thank you for your phone call suggesting that I leave the family. No, no, While no, disappointing, no, it's probably you, for the best. Thank you for your phone call suggesting. I must say that is not bad. I must say that so I would then go. It's been my privilege to serve as your husband and deliver on what I was sent to do. What, what the people of Britain sent us to Westminster to do. I want to thank. Uh, Sam and Kitty, you know, it's a bit sad. It's too sad. That, do, you, do you see what I mean? It's too but to sad. Say, I want to say, Esther, comma, you have manifestly and repeatedly <laughs> failed to deliver on every single one of those undertakings. Oh, marriage vows. Didn't, we, didn't you do Love, Honour and Obey? No, they wouldn't let me. They said, uh, the, the, the vicar said, I, I went, yeah, I'll say Obey, who cares? And he went, N-, he just sort of shook his head and <laughs> went, no. <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, what's next? Uh, Oliver Eagleton. Just because you might as well, tell us your beef with Oliver Eagleton. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Eagleton. Okay, I mean, this is, oh, I love it. I mean, it's, how do you get the word literary critic into a news story headline mm. in the Times? Not since the death of F.R. Leavis has the word literary critic been in the Times headline, if, if dear old FR made it in. Literary critic's son led mob that targeted Gove. And you go, ooh. And I saw this headline and I thought, who the fuck can it be? Who's heard of it? What literary critic has anyone heard of apart from FR Leavis? Uh, they're, they're, just, they're just not famous anymore. The son of one of the world's foremost literary critics has been identified as a leader of a mob that intimidated Michael Gove during the Armistice Day protests. 
So Oliver Eagleton pursued the levelling up secretary. Bear in mind, Gove, mate of ours, as it happens, mm-hmm. genuinely, David Cameron, I'm pretending a bit. We know each other. He goes, hello, Giles. I'm not going to get to Chevening. Govey is a reasonable mate. Oliver Eagleton pursued the levelling up secretary through Victoria Station with some pro-Palestinian activists jostling with police. His father, Terry Eagleton, is a former Wharton professor of English at the University of Oxford. Terry Eagleton uh, was the... Uh, Head of English at Wadham College, Oxford in the 1980s when I applied there. And Terry Eagleton was famous because he was a proponent of literary theory. And that was new then, which it's, it's, it's ravaged campus now. It's brought us the sort of thing which has led to the kind of uh, no platforming, super woke lefty. And, and the sort of general drift of academia to the sort of hard, silly left and the espousal of deadly Marxist causes and the imposition of them on text was really what Terry Gordon did. His book, An Introduction to Critical Theory in 1983, not that I know it off by heart, which which everyone had to read then, was about the imposition of psychoanalysis, Marxism, Hegel and Kant at the beginning, then all the way through to Jacques Derrida, Lacan, Michel Foucault, Roland Barthes, all these people, these linguists, sociaux. It was this development of critical theory and the taking of the study of English away from just being chaps with pipes, smoking and reading Beowulf to each other. Uh, And it it became this thing. And then my whole English career was blighted by the fact that I had to read his stupid twatty book. I I think that, you know, it it has been noted that that this is where the language of, I hate the word woke, but like quote unquote sort of woke woke sort of young Marxists use, Mm. that it's quite, that it's sort of impenetrable and and weird. And it is the way that, you know, young generations of people do want to learn and spit out and repeat a language that is impenetrable to other people because it marks them out as new and you know interesting and is there something there be like you know funny to see old terry eagleton in the paper this week triggering for me yeah because and then but then but isn't it interesting how you were able to weaponize that new language around literature and turn it to your advantage and you can see quite clearly how young people sort of on the left are also weaponising that language, but you understand, you know what they're doing. So I would like to point out that that Oliver Eagleton's father, mm-hmm. I feel, rejected me f- from Wadham College, Oxford, not because of who I was, but because of who my father was. I felt that he just was trying to draw the line under an era when people just went to their father's colleges. So my dad was right. famous Alan Corrin, and Terry Eagleton didn't let me into his college. I got a better school's result, finals result, better first than anyone at Wadham in my year. So I was a better candidate than all of them. But he didn't let me in out of bitterness because of who my father was. Now Oliver Eagleton, I want to say, let Oliver Eagleton go. Lock up his fucking father. That's a perfectly decent argument. I think you should uh, go for that. Do you want to talk about um, superhero fatigue? No, but bored with that. Are you... The joke! Ah, Yes, where's the story? Um... The, 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 the king celebrated the, 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 the British France storm. Uh, I don't think we really. Here. I don't think we really need the piece. I mean, it's basically um, so basically, the, the yeah. Marvels. So Kevin Mayer, our esteemed film critic, gave the Marvels. I think what is universally agreed with kicking for being shit. And it's got Brie Larson who played That's Captain right. Marvel, which was a hit, and then two other female who were, just weren't very good. And it's tanked. It's taken something. It took something like two million dollars in its first weekend. I That's, mean, like nobody's happy of, with that. No. no, 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 no. That's like that. But it is, and it is. It is taken to be the 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 you know what do you call it the, the high Nadir. water. The, yeah, exactly. This is the end. The, the beginning the high of the point end was the. 
the seventeenth installment of Avengers Endgame, whatever it was, uh, and it ended. The, the universe ended. It had the there was that event where where Thanos killed off half the people, and then for the last few years they've been having the offshoots like the animated Spider-Man ones doing reasonably well. Yeah. Uh, the Lego superheroes thing, which is always yeah. going to be a jump the shark moment, and then loads of TV stuff. There was that WandaVision one. WandaVision and was there weird. There was the yeah. Night Hawk. Was he called the black guy with the metal wings? He got a he had a series. Uh, the, Falcon, the Winter Soldier the, or something. Go, the the Hawk, Night Hawk and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And uh, and then and, the, the ghastly Ant Man's Blue Beetle, the Flash. Thing, those were all terrible. There's a, there's a and then there's a whole new uh, and then, so there's a whole new series of heroes coming. They, they're all in the and they, they're all laid out 24, 25, 26 and it hasn't worked and they're not taking mm. they realise it's finally over which mm-hmm. is wonderful news for film enthusiasts because Absolutely. the films that aren't getting made yeah. A, no summer blockbusters that aren't Marvel or mm-hmm. or Mission Impossible mm-hmm. So, and also the thing that lamented by people like us which is the the 60 million quid thriller you know like with with sort of Joaquin Phoenix or, or, or Ryan Gosling in with a plot uh, yeah. and, it, and, it, and it looks quite good locations and it's yeah. but it's not all CGI and, yeah yeah and like the adjustment bureau I'm starring Matt Damon and Emily Blunt I watched that it was like a re- it's like an old fashioned film just like a random concept and then they had Matt Damon and it was sort of really good or I saw a brilliant film with Kitty over the summer called Theatre Camp which was just this little indie film about one summer at a theatre camp in upstate New York and it was so funny and so brilliant and I loved it and those are the sorts of films that are just being tossed on the pile. Well, I don't know whether it was Little Indie. The Little Indie $5 million film sort of happens. It's the one which is, it's the 30 40 $50 million. The, right, right. The quite good movie with a bit of investment, which I... Like, um, let's have a think. Like, um, I don't know. Like, and there's things that, like, no film is allowed to just be a film and stand alone. It's got to, even Gladiator's getting a sequel. But that kind of, like, like a Gladiator film. It, no, like, but there's a lot of CGI in that. The, point, the, point, the fun thing, right, right, in terms of a column, it's like, yeah. the Marvel's over... I would probably write my comic journey yeah, because yeah. I collected comics as a kid. I loved comics. One of the distinguishing thing about comics was people, Superman could fly and Spider-Man could swing from building to building, which films couldn't do. And then, you know, the whole right. thing with the Superman, the first great modern 1978 Superman film with Christopher Reeve and the tagline was you'll believe a man can fly mm-hmm. and it was, wasn't bad we wouldn't like it now the CGI but it was and then oh the gra- I loved it when I loved it when he picks up Lois Lane and they like they fly upwards off her balcony that was so and they do that because they can, he can fly upwards because they've just got a string in his pants <laughs> and they lift him up but we got, once he goes sideways I loved all her looks- dress her dress was so amazing anyway go on and whenever he's flying along though it's all kind of green around the edge yeah. all that happened was, was that they cut out photos of him lying on a bed <laughs> and then stuck it on some clouds and then wiggled it in the background uh, and and that but they, but they had to compensate with good <laughs> drama later it became possible for me it was the the moment in Spider-Man 2 in the first iteration with Tobey Maguire when Doc Ock right. um, played by Alfred Molina mm-hmm. is climbing up the side of a building swoops down picks up Aunt May that's right grabs her and swings back up and I thought fuck me now we don't need comics anymore. Yeah. That was something you couldn't do in a film. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, as Doc Ock climbs up there, pursuing that, you think this is now. And then I was, I was all for that because mm-hmm. I, I even wrote a piece saying I'm glad that it's the dead, the death of the old film. I'm no cineast. I love comics. If they can make great, and they did Iron Man and those early ones. Yeah. And you were, loved Spider Man Homecoming, didn't you? Yeah, I like, I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like this. But eventually, there came to be too many. When even I, I realized when I like. Obviously, there was. Black Panther came out some outlier amazing films but even when they were when they were releasing six a year and four of them were shit and even I wasn't going to them I thought the end is coming so now they've got to the end and it's over 
the fun thing to do would be to invent some more superheroes. Exactly. Don't worry, boys. I'm here. I'm here. I've with... got some new ideas. Yeah, exactly. For example, Invisiman, um, the man who doesn't smell. Th- and that's his whole thing. The whole thing is he, he doesn't smell the anymore. dog walker. <laughs> and this is like, and he's just like a man who walks and looks like a normal man, but if he whistles, quite a lot of dogs come. But yes. like, not all the dogs. That's like that's like in Suicide Squad where there's someone who can command rats. That's a, that's quite a good. Does Suicide skill. Squad that second one? That's the second one. Does that have lots of superheroes with shit powers? There's quite a lot of superheroes with shit powers in it. Yeah, and also the other one is is Deadpool. What's Deadpool? Deadpool's the one with... Is it Marvel? No, yes. That's Ryan Reynolds, isn't it? No, it is, but it, it started as a comic. It started as a... Yeah, Marvel. But, it's, but that, that's, Marvel? that's sort of... that. That's... But in Deadpool, Dead, the, the first Deadpool has two, um, like, X-Men, like, quote-unquote, like, X-Men types, and they're both sort of really shit. One of them is, like, a sulky teenager, and the other one is made of silver or something. Which it's is like, brilliant. if you had someone who had really, really neat handwriting that you could do very fast. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That's really good. But like really fast. Like like faster than typing. But it's handwriting. It's like... Like that. Or the plumber. Yeah. yeah. And he just like fucking mends your mends your boiler in two seconds and only charges 10 quid now. Yes, yes, yes. Or I always thought that... St- the, uh, of the X-Men, I always thought Storm was a really shit one. She can kind of m- bend the weather to her will. And also Toad was quite shit. He was just like, kind of like a toad. Well, Aquaman was just good at swimming, which was shit because most Aquaman of was. In the water. Oh god, there are so many of those superhero films. They're so shit. I do like that handsome man who plays Aquaman. But do you remember when we were watching Aquaman? Jason yeah, exactly. But do you remember when we were watching Aquaman and there's an entire kind of planet under the sea and we were going, do they? I mean, do they have to get insurance? Do they go to their little fish jobs? Carrying their little fish briefcases, like this kind of fully realized universe under the sea, and it's like. Do they have in comic world? All they have to do is swim around making war. Is it swimming around? Doing, but do they have to? But do, but do they have like a neighborhood watch, like a little fish neighborhood watch? <laughs> like what? Like this is too. What about parking? This is too much world building. This is just too weird. So yeah, I think that I think that you could and and also columns work really well if you can say I was wrong about. You know, I was really enthusiastic about all these uh, comic mm. book n- films, but they've killed the industry. Everyone's really upset about it. And all these actors, whenever they're interviewed, they always have to go, oh, I'd love to do a Marvel film. Oh, I'm just waiting for the call from Marvel, because that's the only way they get any work. And it's In all- the whole superhero based on Giles Corrin is the columnist. <laughs> no matter what is besetting the world, he can make it into a thin joke and stretch it for 1,200 words. And somehow not get fired. You'll believe a man can bullshit. <laughs> You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.